For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's out of the news. Check it out. Thank music. Thank you. Music. Here we go. 106. Your Georgia country. So Darius Rucker right said in an interview recently that he will sing at your wedding, but you'll have to pay a pretty big chunk of money. You know my wedding prices? Million. But I'll be the best wedding band you ever had. You can even name five songs we'll learn. I sang it the way I sang the wedding song, and then we go play the show. Can you imagine having Darius Rucker perform at your wedding? Like, everybody would think it was the best wedding in town. And you give him songs that they, you want them to learn. That's awesome. I've never heard of artists doing that. Hey, I guess if you pay a million dollars, you're the boss. You can tell him <laughs> you can tell him whatever you want. He'll be serving the food, too. You know, whatever. Oh, I don't know if I could afford that, yeah. but maybe you can. You never know. Yeah. And I also wanted to mention that Jimmy Allen and his wife, Alexis, are apparently back to being a couple. So this comes right after the news that their baby was born. Alexis posted the photos on social media, and we assume that they were separated still because Jimmy was not really in any of the photos. Mm-hmm. He wasn't mentioned in the post. It just seemed like they were still not together. But yesterday, a rep told People Magazine that the split was never fully legally done and that they they decided to work on things and that they're still together. That's awesome. And of course, yeah. that's, this is all coming, though, after all those sexual assault allegations. Yeah. So we're still waiting to hear what's going to happen with that. And it's just kind of an iffy situation. It's great they're working it out and we'll see uh, We'll see how all that plays out. You never, you don't know anything. It's so much up in the air. Yeah. So much up in the air. And we'll keep you updated as we learn more moving forward. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello there. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. We may now begin our day. Yeah! Time to wake up, North Georgia. 1061 WNGC. Your Georgia country. It's time. The people need to know. For the Daily Haley. Haley. Fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks. Wake up! Now. Here's Haley. So the announcement has been made. Two big talk shows are set to return. This is all coming after the Hollywood writers' strike, which has postponed this start date for a while now. So October 16th, the Drew Barrymore show and the Kelly Clarkson show will be back. Adam, I don't know if you remember this, but I think it was it was early September. Drew Barrymore said that her show was going to return. And the strike was still going on. And immediately she faced like all the slashback. People were like, no, you can't do this. This is not what we want to see. So she's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to postpone it a little bit longer. So I guess she's finally set that return date now that the Hollywood writer strike is coming to an end. It's so weird out in Hollywood. Don't Isn't do it? that. Isn't that the point? You want, to, you want to come back to work? So let's motivate people to get everything done? I don't know. And it's probably because I don't understand the whole premise behind it either because I'm yeah. not there and I'm not in that world. But it's always like, okay, here they go again with another okay. another strike that's postponing everything. So I'm glad everything will be returning back to normal for at least a little bit. All right. I also wanted to mention, because you know I'm going to always mention Taylor, or not Taylor Swift. I'm, I'm going to mention well, you that you do that too, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to mention Christmas whenever I can. So Christmas at the Opry has been announced. Winona Judd is set to be the host for that. Oh, cool. And there'll be lots of performances. Kelly Clarkson will be there. Lauren Elena, Trace Atkins, Mitchell Tenpenny, much more. So this is going to be really exciting. It'll air December 7th at 8 o'clock on NBC. That is awesome because I'd much rather watch that than Mariah Carey's Christmas special. Well, there you go. You got this on your TV. <laughs> yeah. Just mark it. I'm, I'm all about this one. Yeah. Mark your calendar. Be ready for it. One of my favorite things that they do every year. 
And then I told you I was going to mention Taylor Swift, so here we here we go. I've got your update on this. Right. Travis Kelsey was on a podcast this week where he talked about how the NFL is treating the whole Taylor Swift coverage thing at games because there's been a lot of controversy. Is it the NFL's fault for making her such a big part of these games and not just letting her go and keeping it kind of under the radar? This is what he had to say. I think it's fun when they show uh, who all is at the game. You know, I think... Uh I think it brings a little bit more to the atmosphere, brings a little bit more to to what you're watching. But at the same time, I think uh, they're they're overdoing it a little bit, for sure, especially my situation. I think they're they're just trying to have fun with it. I feel like he's kind of trying not to step on toes there with the NFL. He's like, you know, they're trying to do the right thing. But also, he probably thinks this is a little bit frustrating, too. My situation. See, I'm telling you, it's distracting. It's totally distracting. And it's not Taylor's fault. I don't think it's distracting him. I just think he's probably done with the lashback. We do not need to get into this conversation again because we know how it went a few days ago. (laughs) All right. Good stuff today. We're going up to 81 degrees. We're excited for that fall weather coming in this weekend. 106.1 WNGC, your Georgia country at 733. Adam and Haley in the morning and coming up at 8 o'clock, the cash grab, trying to get $1,000, which will come in handy for, I don't know, weekends like the dogs in town. Everybody's like asking for tickets on Facebook again. I'm one of those people people asking for tickets, so if you're selling them, just shoot us a little message. (laughs) (laughs) What? And also the Braves back in town on Friday, too, against the Phillies to start the playoffs for the Braves. so. So in your town, something has happened that has caused you to get really, really emotional. And it has to do with cement, cement. You make me sound crazy when you no, say it that way. Well, it's a great setup because <laughs> people are like, wait a second, what is this? And I thought it was crazy when it happened to me. I was like, am I seriously sitting here crying about a cement sidewalk being put in or a little track thing? So basically, you know, I grew up in Jefferson. I lived there really all of my life. And then I ended up moving to Commerce just a few years ago, which is right down the road, 20 minutes away. Definitely not a big, a big move. And I go through Jefferson still all the time. My mom lives there, Adam. I see my sisters there. I go to little stores there, all that kind of stuff. But I don't spend a whole lot of time like walking around, running. I used to run in Jefferson all the time, just in that downtown area. But I was watching my mom's dogs the other day, and I happened to go on a run just while I was trying to kill time. And right in front of the elementary school, the Jefferson Elementary School, there is this big field. Mm -hmm. And if you live in Jefferson, you know what I'm talking about. And from what I remembered, that was just a big field. So I was running through, and I'm like, let me stop right here. And I look in the field, and I'm running on onto the field, and there's cement under me. And I'm like, oh, what? what is this? Like, what has changed? This has changed so much. And they put in, like, this track that goes around the whole field, which is awesome because I think they use it for, like, car rider stuff, I guess. That's what I've heard from people after I posted about this on Facebook. And now people can walk the track, too, in the field. But it was just one of those moments where I was like, wow, like, so much has changed since I've been here. The real deals building in Jefferson. It was this big, like, old factory building that used to have antiques and all sorts of fun stuff in it. Now it's being remodeled into a church, which is really, really cool. And the building is beautiful. But for me, I'm like, all these memories. I mean, this Jefferson has changed so much. It's grown so much since I lived there. And I'm sure it's like this for everybody. Like, I'm sure every town changes like this. I know it probably has for you, too. Yeah, yeah where I live over in Cherokee, like, it's constantly. And it build the traffic builds, like, constantly builds. And there's so much of the old stuff going away. I mean, you can go anywhere in North Georgia, and you're seeing stuff grow and build. And the stuff that you went to as a kid is either gone or about to be gone. And I don't know when it's ever going to change. And I don't know how many more people you can 
smash into North Georgia. I just yeah. don't know how many. And there's plenty more room to build, and they know it. Well, that's what makes me sad, too. And maybe this is just me. Because I know, you know, things going up is great. New businesses, new stores to shop at, all that stuff yeah. is awesome. But it's like the small town part of me gets sad about it. Because I remember when going to Kroger was literally the only thing that you did in Jefferson. You know, even when Kroger was being built, I remember that. So it's crazy that now you have this huge intersection, all this traffic, more people coming through. And it just makes me sad because I get sad and emotional about everything. <laughs> That's OK. I mean, yeah, whatever. And, and then things aren't, aren't there anymore. And you have to honk your horn at people in front of you because they just added uh, another thousand person you know, apartment building or whatever it's yeah. happening. So what about your hometown? Has it changed a lot? What's changed about it? 1-800-849-1061. Give us one thing in your town that's changed completely, even if it's just cement. Yeah, which is not a reason <laughs> to cry. But there I was bawling in front of the Jefferson Elementary School. If you saw me, you did not see me. Let's just I don't know you. 1061 WNGC, your Georgia country, your hometown has probably changed a lot or a little, but it's going through changes right now. We were talking about how has your hometown changed. I know uh, yours, Haley, has uh, I, I remember when we went over to the Humane Society in Gainesville, how just going through Jefferson, just that part of it. I'm like, whoa. I should even mention I should even mention Gainesville because I went to college in Gainesville at Bernal and I graduated just a few years ago. I drive through there, and I swear that downtown Gainesville area changes mm-hmm. every single time I drive through, and it looks beautiful, but it's just crazy. It almost makes you, like, tear up because you have so many memories of everything that used to be there, and it's just totally different. Just, like, looking up at buildings. How yeah. many more are you going to put? All right. Hey, good morning. So, I grew up in Jefferson. I actually lived in South Georgia for about five years, and I just moved back, and it's almost like a culture shock. All this stuff has changed? How did this happen? Yeah, it's absolutely crazy, and I actually came back up here to be a real estate agent, saying are so crazy up here with building and buying and everything's growing so much. You're not the only one that's overwhelmed with the amount of change that's happened to your hometown. But she didn't men- mention the cement. Well, the cement is a big deal to me. Maybe okay. it's not a big deal to anybody else, but I was crying on the cement. <laughs> 1061 WNGC, your Georgia country with Adam and Haley in the morning talking about how your hometown has changed so far. A lot of people, it's, it's kind of the same thing, but just different things have changed. Hey, where do you live at? Uh, well, I live in Delonica now, but my hometown was Alpharetta. Mm, oh. oh, boy. Everything has changed because when I was growing up, there was nothing there but a Gulf gas station, a place wow. called Little Giant, and a place called Food Giant for the grocery store. That's that crazy. When you went down Haynes Bridge Road, it was a two-lane pothole road. You got to the 400 bridge when you crossed it to the side North Point Mall's on. It turned into dirt. And if you met a car, one of you had to go into a ditch. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 1061 WNGC, your Georgia country. Team Adam, Team Haley. Sponsored by Mark Spain Real Estate. The following program is based on speculation and conjecture. It's time to pick a side. All right, we're definitely picking the sides, and this is the perfect music because trick-or-treating is really not that far away. I know we're about 26 days away, but that's going to go by fast. And I am I am totally for starting trick-or-treating while it's still light out, about 5.30, and you get to take your time, and you go around all the houses, and it's still light, and people can see each other, and you see your, your um, costumes, and also... The kids are eating some of the candy on the way, 
so they can kind of get the sugar out of them by by the time it's time to go to bed. And that's what I do with mine. Okay, but it's one night a year. I get the whole like sugar every other night of the year. You don't want them eating sugar before they go to bed. But that's the whole point of Halloween. And then if you go trick or treating early, you're done before it even gets dark. Well, you say one night a year, but the weekends, I don't know if you know the weekends at my house. Yeah, they might, they might eat candy late. <laughs> <laughs> so they do that a little bit more so often. So it's not really one I'm all about, no, I'm all about, you got to go early. You have to go early. Here's the other reason why. If you go late, some of the houses run out of candy. Some of the houses, like, when you go early, at least in my neighborhood, the people in my neighborhood will let you just kind of dig through and see what you want. When when you go later and people are going and there's just that the older kids are going too, they kind of like hog everything and it's like rush, rush, rush. Okay, so what time do you take your kids? Five thirty. Five thirty. Oh yeah, you start at five thirty. You're barely even off work. Most people are still working at that time. Well, what, there are there people even passing out candy at five thirty. Not only are they doing that in my neighborhood, some of the parents like to tailgate and they'll have like the cider, they'll have the chili. Love all of that out there. See, I think the that's fire's great. Going. I think that's great. But I always go to my mom's neighborhood because I don't live in like a place where a lot of people trick or treat. So I'll go to my mom's neighborhood just because I love seeing the trick or treaters. But half the time I get there and the kids are done trick or treating because I get there too late and it's not even dark yet. I understand you don't want to be out until 10, 11 o'clock with little kids. And maybe this is my fault because I don't have kids of my own. So maybe I just don't understand here. But like eight o'clock, it starts getting dark around, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock. You can take your kids trick or treating then and you're still not getting home at, you know, midnight. You know? Well, you know what else has changed in Instagram? Because you can't take a picture in the dark anymore. Okay, <laughs> there's serious. Flash, Adam. You no, can but use Flash. I, and I'm telling you, you've got to do it early. That's what I like to do. I don't know what you're talking about staying up late on Halloween. What is that all about? You probably have to get your kids' costumes on at like 3 p.m. <laughs> They're dressed and ready to go. Okay, wear them to school. 1-800-849-1061. Team Adam, when you go early trick-or-treating before dark. Or Team Haley, when everybody's ready to go to bed. <laughs> Which one is it? Tell us. 1061 WNGC, your Georgia country at 843. It's Team Adam and Team Haley. Today, our uh, debates, our discussion, our. It's not an argument, but maybe. I don't know. It's always it's, an argument with us. You got to go trick or treating <laughs> early. You can't go late. You start at 5 30 when the daylight's going on. That's Okay, my. so here's my problem. I think that everybody has just like discovered that this is the way they have to do it because everybody's gotten on this bandwagon of going so early. And people do still want to go when it gets dark, but they feel like they have to go early because that's what everyone else is doing. That's what Amy on Facebook says. She says, We love to go at dark, but everyone starts before dark. So if we don't go then, there's barely any candy left. This is like something that's just happened See? with peer pressure. I feel like. Well, smart, smart peer pressure. 1-800-849-1061. What you got, man? So here's where I stand. Adam, you are way too early. And Haley, I think you're a little late. Okay, so you think what's a good time? I think um, I think for me it'll be like around 6.30 to like 8, 8.30 is probably like the golden time. You got sunset, then you got dusk. And I think, you know... I can understand I'm doing it in pitch black, though, but not like 9, 9.30 late, if you if you know what I mean. Yes, we know what you mean. 9, 9.30. Yes. I mean, people are still out and about. That's Halloween. You've got the costumes. It's dark. I just think that's that's the right time. Come on, Do it once, when it's dark. Once trick-or-treating gets dark, it's November. 1-800-849-1061. <laughs> 1061 WNGC, your Georgia country. 
I'm like, I'm sorry, this ragweed is killing my voice. I feel like I have to cough and I don't. I'm like, oh my goodness. Hopefully that doesn't happen to me. If it's contagious, don't give it to me. It's ridiculous. Ragweed probably isn't contagious. No, it's just on the side of the road and annoying. (laughs) Adam and Haley in the morning doing Team Adam and Team Haley. It's just so awkward. You're you're trying to talk and then you cough. Yeah. And you're trying to hold it back. You're like, oh, this is weird. So we have been talking about this and I know it's just a little early for trick-or-treating, but I'm telling you it's going to come up so quick. And since all the stores have had candy in our faces since August, I feel like they've had the Halloween stuff up. I say you have got to go early and I take my kids early trick-or-treating. And I'm talking 530 is when we start because you get the best candy. You get everything out of the way. You're not up late because you know they're going to eat some and they're going to have a sugar rush and all this stuff. So is this like a weeknight, weekday thing? Like if if Halloween was on a weekend, would you... Do it later? Or no, do you I just do it always the same, stick with the same time? Same thing, because everybody, we do it in my neighborhood on Halloween. So, or whenever Halloween falls, that's when they do it. So, it's Tuesday this year. You're not alone on this, which is interesting to me. I thought Never that I might, I might have this one. But Travis says on Facebook, Team Adam, unfortunately, there are too many evil people in yes. neighborhoods now. Yeah, that's definitely a concern, and you always want to be careful. I remember one time we had this person in our neighborhood growing up who would put on, like, a ski mask in this, like, all-black outfit and just walk around the neighborhood. And they wouldn't mess with anybody. Honestly, it was probably, like, a teenager just trying to have fun or whatever, but I was really scared as a kid, and so was my mom. Melissa on Facebook says, do it in the dark. That's where all the fun is. Crystal says, Team Adam, I take mine before dark, but go back home once it gets too dark. Bedtime is normally 8 to 8.30, so. Bam. Looking at the comments, looking at the calls, it looks like you win this one. Another Adam. one. Oh, my God. Is this on a roll this week. I feel like this has got to be 10 in a row for me. This is, okay, first off, I think I won yesterday. Do you just right, want to well. skip that one? Forget that it happened? <laughs> Besides that. 